0: This episode of That's Total Mom Sense is sponsored by Sambacall. Fall is upon us, and you know what that means. Cooler weather, layers, and of course, the kids heading back to school. Have you checked off all the items on your never ending list? New clothes, notebooks, pencils, brand new backpack. The kids want it all. But have you thought about how to keep them healthy when they're heading back to school? That's where Sambacall comes in. My kids and I recently started taking Sambacall every day to help support our immune systems so we can keep doing what we need to do. Sambacol is made from premium European black elderberries, which are natural sources of powerful antioxidants and key vitamins like A, C, and E. They help support a healthy immune system and help you power through your day. What's so great about Sambacol is that they have tons of different ways to get your daily helping of black elderberry, like syrups, gummies, chewable tablets, drink powders, capsules, and more. They have products made just for kids too. My three kids love the Sambacol Black Elderberry Gummies. They love the flavor and remind me to give it to them when we're rushing out the door during drop-off. Make a healthy immune system part of your back to school strategy this year with Sambacall. My listeners can receive 15% off their next order of $9.99 or more at SambacallUSA.com by using my promo code MomSense15 at checkout. That's 15% off your order of $9.99 or more at Sambacall, spelled S A M B U C O L, USA.com. And remember, use code MOMSENSE15 at checkout. And here's a pro tip. Save the promo code and the website address in your notes app. I know you're busy. Too busy to remember this promo code and sort through the episodes to find it. So it's MOMSENSE15 and the website is SambucalUSA.com. This episode has been brought to you by Lunya and Lago. Whether you're waking up at night or just calling it a night, Lunia is your daily reminder to find beauty in the everyday. Lunia's mission is to elevate rest ever since it was founded in 2014 by Los Angeles native Ashley Merrill. Known for pioneering washable silk and cashmere, they've expanded into other signature fabrics like organic Pima and cozy cotton silk. Everything Lunia makes is designed to tangibly improve rest with products as functional as they are beautiful. Sleepwear with patented no twist waistbands, strategic ventilation, stay put sleeves, and state of the art fabrics are just some of the rest centric innovations that are at the foundation of the brand. I love the short robe, it's a robe reimagined. It's constructed of the most buttery fabric organic Pima and it feels super soft to the touch and it's cooling too. When I'm just looking for some time to wind down at night or if I don't have to get ready till after my workout, I live in this robe and it's a very flattering silhouette. So if I have to wear it out to a drop off, no one's ever going to know. Use my special code MOMSENSE20 to Receive $20 off your first order of $100 or more at lunia.co.
1: So, you know, our, our, very quickly, our North Star kind of became discretion because so many things rolled up into that umbrella, right? If we minimize what was on the body, it was discreet. If it was controllable by your cell phone instead of by, you know, butting with something. That's discreet. If your you know your phone or the you know the uterus tells you how much milk you're expressing, that's discreet. You know you're not hunched forward. That's in the kind of that telltale stance. You know there's no sound. Like so, all of those pieces. You know I don't think intentionally, but happen to all roll up under the bro- umbrella of discretion.
0: Hi there, it's Kanika. Get ready for another season of That's Total Mom Sense, where I interview global thought leaders on their life stories, the legacy they're passing on to their kids. And of course, their Mom Sense and Dad Sense superpower. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Hey, I'm Daphne Oz. Hi, I'm Shawnee Darden. Hi, this is Chris Allen. Hi, I'm Bob Nishamalan.
2: Hi, this is Tony Leroy.
0: Hi, I'm Shannon Lee. Hi, I'm Farnish Tarabi.
2: Hi, this is Michael Perry, founder of Maple. And you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense.
0: It's our mission to be inclusive. So we're having dads pull up a seat at the table. Tune in to my new monthly segment, What Matters Most with Maple, featuring my co-host, Michael Perry, tech founder and devoted father of two. Thank you to my brand partners, community, and you, yes, you, for making this podcast possible. Episodes release every Thursday. Join my tribe by logging on to thatstotalmomsense.com and subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. For new moms and moms-to-be, it can be very overwhelming when you see a breast pump for the first time, let alone research all the brands on the market. Today, I'm meeting with the founders of a new breast pump on the block called Babyation. We're going to talk about how they're disrupting the market and helping families nourish their babies in a more effective and efficient way aviation was founded by Jared Miller and Samantha Rudolph, and they're here with me now. Jared and Sam, welcome to That's Total Sense. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks. Share some of your career milestones with us. What are you most proud of?
1: You know, I went straight out of college to work at ESPN. I kind of started in a, in the, the, a very traditional entry-level role there where I made the highlights for SportsCenter. Coolest job cool. ever, but you know, there wasn't a lot of creativity. You, you watch the games, you, you know condense them into you know, a couple of minutes, and then you went home and the next day you did know, it all over again. And what I quickly realized is that I was only using part of my brain kind of on a regular basis and became aware that a brand new department was started starting at ESPN and they were doing things differently. And I immediately threw up my hands and said, I want to be part of this. And so I had this opportunity to be a brand new manager at the age of 23 for a department that had never existed. So, you know, I'm incredibly proud of that. And then I kind of continued along that path of doing, you know, things that had never been done. I put on a live boxing match from the show floor of the Consumer Electronics Show that was, you know, filmed in 3D, which at the time was a big deal, but, you know, it was this, you know, live sporting event in the middle of a a trade show. So I think, you know, before starting ESPN, those are, excuse me, before starting aviation, those are probably the two highlights. You mm-hmm. do some
0: cool
2: stuff too. <laughs> we have some commonality in, in our early <laughs> career stories because we actually met working at the campus TV station at school together. So both of our our stories kind of involve media. I got an opportunity while I was still in college, to go and work for the Olympics uh, in Salt Lake City at the time. A involved having to take a semester off of school, which my parents were not at all thrilled about.
1: He also left me holding the bag at Campus Television Station. So
2: so, so thank like you. That. I appreciate <laughs> you, you taking care of business while I was gone. Sure. On doing that for the last, I don't want to say how many years. But so I got to go do that. And that sort of started a career in in media as well. So I I spent six weeks at the time in Salt Lake City. And then I worked on several more games and actually got paid to go see the world while working for the Olympics two months at a time in in a new city. And that gave me some great perspective on life around the world, which which was hugely helpful and super fun. And also helped inform the rest of my career working in television station design. So I did a lot of facilities in New York City and around the country, around the world as well. And again, it was always a tangible thing. It was designing, A facility then go watch it getting built then being able to go on site and be hands on and I worked on some really neat projects Saturday night live in New York City, a lot of the ABC network in New York City. And that was neat and also when it came time allowed me to start phasing out of that and working on the breast pump which we started talking about, but my day job was still very much in media and in project management and in it and then this night and weekends oh, let's make a breast pump thing. And then at some point, some switch flipped and this became our baby.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Well, tell us about your parenting journey and when you had your kids, because surely that informed why you wanted to start babyation. Well,
1: that would be a reasonable assumption. That is not actually how it went down. So we had the idea before we thought about having kids. So we were on a ski trip in 2014. I like to kind of jokingly say, we were living our best lives. We did not have kids. We had, you know, mm-hmm work there was not a lot of stress in our lives it's nice um and, and so you know we were we were skiing and it was a sunday morning and he was asleep and i was playing with my phone and there was an article in the new york times that said shouldn't the breast pump as elegant as an iphone and is quiet as a priest by now and you know to be very honest i did not know what a breast pump was uh, but i was bored he was asleep so I, I clicked on the article and you know as i was reading it i just saw my future flash before my eyes and i got really really angry Um, And I shook him awake and I said, can you believe one more thing, you know, women have to deal with this is ridiculous. And, you know, he opened up one eye and basically said. Breast pumps are complicated. I can build one.
2: I wanted to go to brunch. I wanted to end this conversation and get to brunch. <laughs> never in a million years thinking that she'd make me put my money where my mouth was.
1: And I don't think we actually intended to, you know. So we went skiing that day. We were driving back to Connecticut, where we were living at the time that night. And I said, let's talk about this breast pump. It's like a car game. You know, what, what should it, you know, what should a new breast pump based on, you know, 2014 technology? What should it be? And, you know, we kind of quickly honed in on this concept of quiet and discreet and smart. And then we went to work the next day and didn't think about breast pumps for a while. Um, but it just kind of became one of those things that we couldn't stop thinking about. The stars kind of aligned to make you know to, to make it that we couldn't stop thinking about it. There were a ton of articles written in 2014 about the shortcomings of breast pumps. Um, MIT did a hackathon to make the breast pump not suck. We had uh, you know friends with children, and so we were kind of able to say, "Hey, is this quiet, discreet, and smart thing? Is this a thing?" And you know, kind of universally, yes. And we thought that some of the, you know, 800-pound gorillas were going to come up with something that was in fact quite discreet, and smart, and they just never did. And so, you know, eventually, like Jared said, we just kind of put our money where our mouth was and, and, you know, eased our way in, and then all of a sudden kind of jumped in uh, to the deep end for the rest of it.
0: Tell us about how you actually started on the product. Walk us through the hardware and, and how it was built.
1: So the first thing we did was we, you know, because I had never been pregnant at that point, we did not, you know, we never touched a breast pump. I went to the store and bought some breast pumps and they were, you know, trying to help me and asking like when I was due and I'm just like, oh God, I hope no one from work sees me. I'm going to have some explaining to do, you know, what's what <laughs> going on. Um, so we, you know, we run home and then Jared started taking them apart. Yeah. And, you know, we, we knew we wanted to minimize what was on the body. We knew we wanted them to have an app controllable component. But it, it just kind of evolved from, you know, take like, like hacking things apart of what existed. And then you got like a makerspace membership and 3D printed, right? Yep. And yeah. Yeah, we just started
2: slowly <laughs> swapping parts out. We, we, we took some off the shelf uh, units apart and started swapping out parts for our own design. Then got like a prototyping circuit board and started writing some of our own really basic firmware and then a really basic app. You know that all came together remarkably quickly and I think with with all things that happened early on we didn't know really what we were getting into it, you know it, it things were moving so quickly and it was really still this night and weekends project we're like how hard could this be you know we swapped out one part at a time we're like oh this this fits together this is easy we got uh, like I said a, a prototyping kit for, on the electronic side and it was so easy it came together so quickly and the app, uh, and the firmware came together so quickly and easy and we said this is this is great this is going to come together this is thing. But we also said someone else is clearly going to do this you know especially with yeah. all the attention that it was that it was getting we said you know putting these things together is not rocket science someone else wants to be discreet someone else wants to be quiet clearly these ideas are are going to be taken and so we made a bunch of progress and then we said well someone else is going to do this so <laughs> We, we can go back and not stop going on vacation and keep doing our day jobs. You know, it kind of sat for a little while and we were tinkering a little bit and we realized no one else was moving forward with the ideas that we thought were so obvious to us, at least.
0: Yes, of course. Was there one core problem that you were looking to solve that was driving you?
1: So you know, our, our, very quickly, our North Star kind of became discretion because so many things rolled up into that umbrella, right? If we minimize what was on the body, it was discreet. If it was controllable by your cell phone instead of by, you know, fussing with something, that's discreet. If your you know, your phone or the, you know, the the itself tells you how much milk you're expressing, that's discreet. You know, you're not hunched forward. That's in the kind of that telltale stance, you know, there's no sound, like, so all of those pieces, you know, I don't think intentionally, but happened to all roll up under the umbrella of discretion. You know, we took it as a given at first that it would be, you know, as efficient if not more efficient than other breast pumps on the market. Um, Now we've subsequently done clinical data, clinical studies and actually have the data to to indicate that we were maybe overconfident but confident nonetheless in, in our ability to make the product work. What we were really trying to do was change the way it could be used because, you know, what i quickly figured out even though again this happened before i became a pumping and you know a nursing mom is that no one should have to have their shirt off be half naked in a bathroom or you know a lactation room hoping you don't get walked in on with this sound and you know this uncomfortable like this thing yanking on your nipple like this doesn't you know it didn't and still doesn't right, sound pleasant and so yeah. there was a way we could kind of change the entire experience you know that was our goal for a, for a long time we kind of phrased it as you know we didn't want to make your life have to revolve around your breast pump. We wanted your breast pump to integrate into your life and kind of all okay. of the that meant.
0: That's wonderful. No, and I think the fact that there's, you know, an app to go with it that makes the entire process that much easier. Tell us about that component. Is the app tracking how many times you pump, how much you pumped, or you know, you're able to input all that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I'm, so it, we don't have to, you don't have to input anything. It actually syncs to the pump itself. Oh, wow, amazing. So- I found the I find the app to be just magical. Um, I the app is it has quickly emerged as kind of one of my favorite pieces that we've done. So you know not only control speed and suction and see how much milk you've expressed, you can choose where to store it. So you can say I put it in my freezer, and then you can see how much milk you have on hand in your freezer you know, when you're leaving. it's amazing to know how like what is your stash. You know,
0: Absolutely
2: there's a quality to the suction as well. And some of the cheaper pumps out there using less expensive components internally, whether they're designed to be small, whether they're designed to be inexpensive, um, it's a very pulsing suction. That's kind of the hallmark of an inexpensive pump is that it's kind of hard to describe. You don't know why it feels uncomfortable, but it feels uncomfortable. It's not a nice linear suction as it reaches the maximum part of the suction curve. It's pulsating in a way that is extremely unnatural
1: and it's part of why that noise that, that hallmark sound of a breast pump mm-hmm, yeah. that, that noise is created
2: so part of our vacuum boost system which is kind of the inner workings that make the system work is that we don't have that kind of distinctive pulsating building suction we have a much smoother suction which is also kind of one of the hallmarks of the hospital grade pumps. The rental pumps. The rental pumps.
0: Right, right, great. And then what about the ease of storing the milk? Um, you know, we have these uh breast pump bags that, you know, I had a compartment where you could store it, but is there Anything like that as far as storage that you've taken care of?
2: we It kind of all goes with the all-in-one theme of the unit, that we've got room for bottles that you're pumping into currently, and we've got room for storage of milk that you've previously ex- expressed or for bottles for upcoming sessions. And we've got an ice pack built in to keep everything cool. So, and again, a place
1: to put all the parts. <laughs> yeah, so
2: again, you've got this unit, you open it up, everything's in there, whether it's the milk you've already pumped, the ice pack to keep it cool, the breast shields, the tubing, everything goes in this one small purse size unit and you close it up and you take it with you and you've got everything that you need for your day of pumping without worry that I left the portable cooler that I keep to put the bottles in, in the car. Everything's in one place. There's no risk of not having something because you just look at it and it's all there.
0: Do you feel like is the USP of Babyation because a new mom is looking into Medela, Spectra, Willow, there, you know, there's, there's all these names on the market that we already know of, and you're the new pump on the block. So what, what do you think is that, that X factor that you hold?
1: It kind of comes down to this duality of discretion, as well as effectiveness, right? So it's great that we have the world's smallest and lightest breast shields, which we do, and, and we're very proud of that fact. Um, but you know, we are willing to put our money where our mouths are and we have clinical data on our website about how we stack up versus other breast pumps, about how we stack up versus the baby at the breast, which, you know, they teach you in, you know, lactation school is kind of the gold standard. And, you know, in our preliminary research, half the time we get out more than the baby at the breast. Um, and we're really proud of that. So, you know, I, I think that it's great that we have, you know, we've optimized for the day of pumping and we have this app and We have all of these great things, and and they are great, and I'm exceptionally proud of them. Having these great features, but also having the ability to get the milk out, I I think that's kind of the the missing piece.
0: Would you light my candle? I just love the musical Rent. And you know what else I love? Winding down by lighting my Brooklyn candle after a long day as I curl up with an inspiring book or journal in my notepad. My favorite scents are Santorini Escapist, which reminds me of my honeymoon to Greece, and Midnight Mojito, my favorite cocktail. Brooklyn Candle Studio was founded by Tamara Main in 2013. The candles are handmade in Brooklyn. And check a lot of boxes. 100% soy wax, plant based, and sustainable, and free of toxins like phthalates, parabens, sulfates, petroleum, and dyes. All the vessels can be reused and repurposed, and the company limits the use of plastic with none during shipping. It's a luxury home fragrance at an accessible price point, with the majority of the products ranging from just $18 to $40. Use my code MOMSENSE20 to receive 20% off your first purchase. So after the entire family's asleep, go ahead and light a candle to transport yourself to Maui or Kyoto and indulge in other products like room mists, diffusers, and bath bars. Good night. And and what is the, the megahertz of, of power for a suction, just so we know?
2: What's the maximum pressure?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So the FDA really wants you to stay under 250 millimeters of mercury. That's the the measurement unit that's used for breast pumps, and so we stay right at that 250. That is a safe level and an effective level for milk expression. But again, it's not always totally based on suction, and I think that's kind of one of the misnomers that's out there. That I need the most powerful suction. I need to turn it up till it hurts. That is right. definitely not the most efficient way to get milk out. You need a smooth suction and efficient suction and you need to mimic baby and you need to be in the right frame of mind but there's so much pressure out there to just turn it up till it hurts and that's just what pumping is that is definitely not what pumping is yeah.
1: and that's not what the baby feels like at the breast you know one of the things that i'm no. proud of is that when people use our pump they're like wow this feels like my baby as opposed to having your nipple yanked through a plastic funnel
2: Right. Yeah. I think the most important thing we can do as part of the lessons in using our pump is, you know, make sure that the breast shield is sized appropriately because a lot of people are in the wrong size breast shield. In and,
1: general, not, not with us.
2: Yeah. In, 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 across the spectrum of the industry. And don't just start at a high setting because someone mentioned at one point that it should be painful. And that's what mom is. It,
1: it does not have to doesn't be have to
2: be painful. And indeed, it shouldn't be painful. And you can have an extremely efficient and effective pump without having to crank the suction up and grimace the whole time. That's what our data has shown is that with our system, you don't have to have it cranked up and you don't have to be in pain the whole time. And you can make more milk that way.
0: Now let's go on to a segment called pump and dump. And uh, if you want to just share the first answers that come to mind, most of these are for Sam. Sorry, Jerry. That's okay. <laughs> okay, uh, where is the weirdest place that you've pumped?
1: I was in a spare ballroom, half naked with a dress, basically like at my maybe fully naked the dress like at my ankles, uh, because we were getting an award or something, and I was needed to pump. I had a little baby at home, and I'm like, where, where can I pump? That's not a bathroom. And like, here's a spare, spare ballroom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's cool.
1: Huge room, hoping not to get walked in on by like the catering team.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. True. Have you ever had mastitis and, and what'd you do about it?
1: Uh, I have not. I, my first kid had terrible, terrible, terrible tongue tie. So mm. I actually had a horrible first few weeks, um, but luckily i mastitis.
0: Okay. Okay. Great. And fist bumps for breast pumps. Tell us a breastfeeding or pumping win that you've had.
1: Oh my gosh, uh, that we're still going.
0: I know. I was just going to say that for you. Yeah, you know, I, I like to jump. Incredible.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh yeah, gosh. i have the most institutional memory of our pumps history. So, you know, periodically I'll put it on and be like, yep, that feels the same. Or, nope, you clearly changed something, got to change it back.
0: Um, wow. So, yeah. Wow. Supply and demand is real, people. Mm-hmm. No doubt. If you were to have a pump list, a uh, playlist, what would be on it what songs would be on it
1: so but you know like my favorite thing to do is watch Grey's Anatomy and pump
0: oh I love it that's so great and if you were to you know just come up with a funny saying for what your breast pump is saying to you though I love that baby Asian you wouldn't hear him, uh, the pump say
1: right <laughs> there would be no sound but it used to say make more make more make more <laughs> yes
0: Awesome. Okay. Now on to mom sense or nonsense. Another fun segment. So you can say whether you agree, which is mom sense or not so much nonsense. Pumping extracts the same amount of milk as breastfeeding.
1: Depends on your pump, both mom and nonsense.
0: Okay. True. And, and babyation, as you mentioned, can extract more.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. Okay. One should pump after every feed to keep the supply up.
1: So you don't have to do that. It, it, it
0: again, it's both
1: mom and nonsense because it depends on you and your supply and your goals. If you are trying to build up your supply, it's great. If your baby is gaining the you know an appropriate amount of weight, according to your medical professional, then it's not something you have to do. So it just depends.
0: Okay. And uh, galactagogues, which are, um, you can consume that help with lactation work. Water first and foremost, staying hydrated, very much a galactagogue, oatmeal, lactation cookies with brewer's yeast, malange, fennel, fenugreek. Do you think that these things work or not?
1: Again, depends on how much and in what context. And there's yeah. a lot of gray when it comes to, when it comes to breastfeeding. I, I'm not trying to be difficult. Um, it really no, it's like
0: true. Your body
1: and your supply, and there's a lot of factors.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. Have you heard that beer increases supply?
1: I have heard. I've tried that. Did it for you? It worked for me, but again, one person—not this is not a clinical
0: recommendation. <laughs> true. true, true, true. And then, lastly, pumping more than a baby's feed feed amount is the goal.
1: Again, it depends on what your goal is. Um, it, it's a blind demand, right? Your body is going to get the signal to make what you take out. So, if you are trying to have more than your baby usually takes, then yeah, if you're trying to keep it kind of the same. And you don't need to keep exceeding. And your, your health providers, right? They're they're you know that that's one of the things that they they teach us in lactation school, right? Is you have to weigh the baby, you have to see where the baby is on the growth curve and how much they're gaining and, and where they are, right? Without without kind of knowing how it's actually affecting the baby, it's hard to say this is great, or no. You have to do this, right?
0: It's very right. much
1: mom and baby specific.
0: Well, tell us about a mom sense and dad sense moment that you've had. And
1: not every kid, you know, benefits benefits from the same learning environment. And so for us, it was really kind of making sure we knew our kids and knowing and putting them in a place where they would thrive.
2: That's great. Watching our kids grow up and develop and seeing the parallels that there were to at least what I remember of, of my childhood is just incredible. There are ways that they differ, but there are ways that they're same. So that that kind of helps inform exactly what Sam was talking about, which is what school environment would be appropriate? What what type of? How do we ease them into the activities that they might not want to be doing, or the risks that they might worry about? I watched our oldest do something the other day, and I was like, I would have been afraid of that exact same thing at that age. And while his <laughs> other friends are gung ho and and straight into doing it, and so trying to turn on the Wayback machine, put myself in his shoes, and, and what got me past my apprehension on doing things that other kids may have loved to do has been a kind of a neat dad sense thing to be a part of.
0: Is there a quote that you live by? For
1: every obstacle, there is a solution over, under, or around, or through. Yeah. Served us well.
0: Yes, absolutely. You live by that for sure. Especially in just the the community and the product that you've built. Is there a gadget or app or really anything that you've found out about lately that, that you're using that has simplified your life?
1: For our our almost seven-year-old he loves like crossword puzzles Oh, Uh, he will sit for a while and do them but that obviously does not occupy the three-year-old
0: no but that's cool so do you um you know kind of get a bunch on amazon or yeah just like books
1: he's very happy to just sit and do those books he loves word searches he loves to read reading has been a total game changer
2: we used to lean heavily on Amazon Alexa and Mm. showing them and getting to the point where they could ask questions themselves was kind of a neat milestone to have gotten to where if our oldest wants to know what the weather is going to be like so that he can pick out whether he's wearing a shirt or shorts to be able to go and ask what the weather is himself and be able to empower him to do that and to teach him how to go get information for himself. Now it's more in book form, which is which is really neat to see, but to have started and, and to be at a time where where that's a thing where also trying to not be dependent on technology, but to be polite and always to ask for his, his request from Alexa with a please has been oh, yes a, a neat thing to be a part of and to see him grow and learn how to get things for himself instead of just be spoon fed has been kind of a neat haul kind of item.
0: I love that. And where can, you know, my listeners find you and find babyation.
2: Our website's always the best way to check us out, babyation.com, but we're on all the social media. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook, you know, whether you call us on phone or whether you email or, or get in touch via social, we love engaging with parents. We love engaging with moms. And that's um, a super rewarding thing for us as well.
0: Oh, that's great. We encourage you to join our new pump on the block campaign where you can follow baby Asian and my handle at Kanika Gupta. And you can be in the running for a new pump, which is of $500 in value. So follow us and you're going to see some really cool come through the feeds um, related to all things pumping and we're going to have fun with it for those listening, we're so happy to have you be part of both of our communities. Okay. Well, thank you, Sam and Jared, for joining me today and sharing your backstory and really helping moms and families navigate something that's so foreign to us early on. And you're helping simplify our lives with what you've created with baby Asian. So kudos to both of you. And thanks for being here. Thanks for
1: having thank us. You.
0: Thanks for listening to my interview with Sam and Jared, partners, parents, and co-founders of Vabiation. With the recent shortages of baby formula, breast milk has become even more of a commodity. So if you are able to pump for your child and donate your breast milk to a milk bank, we urge you to do so. It saves lives, especially for preemies and babies in the NICU, and it's helping mothers who are struggling to feed their kids. Wasn't it fascinating to learn all about the industry of breast pumps, from the FDA regulations to how they're made? And thankfully, there's a way to make them discreet as you're wearing them and you don't have to hear the jarring suction sounds. Join our campaign, Pump Up the Jam, where we spill the milk on the myths around breast pumps. We have an awesome playlist reminiscent of the 90s because, hey, this is a new pump on the block. So why not let loose to NKOTB? Mary J. Blige, and Real McCoy. It's awesome to get nostalgic. Check out our playlist on Spotify. Just type in babyation and that's total mom sense to find it. Follow us at babyation at that's total mom sense and at kanika chadda gupta to enter our pump up the jam contest, where you could be the lucky winner of your very own babyation pump valued at over $500. And if you know you want to get your hands on one now, you can log on to the website babyation.com and buy your pump, see if it's eligible with your insurance, and enter the code MOMSENSE for a special gift with purchase. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review my podcast, That's Total Momsense. It helps a ton. You can visit the link that's backslash iTunes. And I also have a guide on my website if you need help with leaving the review. Tell me how you enjoyed our new Pump on the Block and Pump Up the Jam campaign by writing to me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear your feedback. I'd love to give a special thanks to Katya Libin of Katya Libin Consulting, Joanna Wolf, Samantha Rudolph, and Jared Miller of Babyation for joining forces with me and helping serve our common audience of mothers and parents. All of you are amazing. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. We'll see you next time. Until then, pump, pump, pump it up. (laughs) That's total mom sense.